I want to double check everybody's audios are good. Benny, can you just give me audio? Audio. All right. How about Phil? Check one. All right. And, and Mike, I know you're good here. So, okay, I'm going to focus on that one. And Holder is up. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialist. 631 261 6420. That's 631 261 6420. Auto Excellence. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631 900 Dump. Elm Logistics, for all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics, pride, performance, and partnerships. Okay, hey everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Monty and the Pharaoh After Show, the After Survivor Series show. This is ESO, and I'm here with the president of Thursday Night, Bill DeCessere, Mr. Michael Monte, and the player, Benny Scala. What's going on, guys? Hey, let's hey. go. So, uh, well... What did you guys think of the Survivor Series? We'll start off with uh, with Mr. President there. What did you What did you think of uh, of that that card tonight? Thought it was really good, man. I thought it really was from beginning to end. In fact, um, the first match I thought would be very challenging to top, but I think that uh, WWE did. It was almost like a multi-ring circus again, and you know, I, I think the ladies did a fantastic job. I think uh, they're innovative spots. It was just. Uh, We'll, we'll break down the really individual. Cool. We'll, we'll break down the individual matches in a second. Let's just get an overall view and, and say hello to everybody. Now, next we've got the man in the corner <laughs> there, the player Benny Scala. What's up, Benny? I thought it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. I mean, every match had something good. You know, I like some more than others, but it delivered. I enjoyed it. And now we have the man of the hour. And am I surprised you're up this late? But we have Mr. Michael Monty. Uh, good show, guys. Um, I'm waiting to hear the differences in opinion. We already, uh, before we got rolling, there was already differences in opinion. So it should little be bit. a little fun to hear what you guys got to say. Uh, I think we're going to hear some more of it. So I know this is late. So let's br start uh, breaking this down from the beginning. Why don't we start off with what I was surprised with was we had the, the women's Survivor Series match start the uh, start the card off on the night. I was a little surprised they opened up with that. We had Oscar, Io, 
uh, Zayn and Bailey against Bianca, Charlotte, Becky, and Shotzi. So uh, let's go. Let's go up to uh, to Phil and see what he has to say about that. What's going on, Phil? What did you think of this? You know, it started with the intro. Uh, I thought it was great. Everyone was wearing on Team Asuka the masks and kind of solidarity. Totally cool. Um, that in itself showed unity. Um, sadly, they were not victorious. If you were rooting for them to, uh, tonight, um, it was just uh, just I, th- I thought it was really well done. I didn't see any any gaps in the work. I just thought. Uh, and again, I, I know that before we uh, went on air that, uh, you know, we I think we had a few differing opinions about a few of the spots, particularly the the garbage can spot at the top of the cage <laughs> where EO Sky uh, decided to, to put herself in a garbage can and do a thing, uh, cross body block, uh, flying body press into the awaiting arms of, of several of the opponents in the ring. Um, you know, again, here's where the suspension of disbelief comes in when we're using these sorts of things and you know we can look at it further and say that maybe this trash can isn't the most solid trash can either but uh i thought it was a cool spot i thought it was pretty daring on her part to get in there not to be able to see where she was going and to pull it off without anyone getting hurt and uh you know i think the rest of the match kind of followed suit with the props and uh i really liked it and i know benny might have a few different thoughts but i I definitely want to hear those benny all right Benny, what, what do you got there benny well, I mean, for the most part, I liked the match, except for the two spots. One was where, you know, she put the the uh, the, the you know, Skype at the garbage can over her head and did her imitation of bowling for dollars. And, I mean, you know, I, I, I told you guys before the match, I mean, I've often been in fights where people put garbage cans on their heads and they, they jumped, you know, jumped on me from a, the top of a building. So, I mean, to me, it was totally believable. And then Charlotte did the same thing. You got nine people down below calling for a fair catch you know, at the 30. But I mean, other than that, I mean, the match was that to me, that took away a little bit, but not, it didn't ruin it though, because all in all, I mean, there's a lot of good spots in the match. I think everybody performed really well. I liked the way they had and the way that the announcers build up, you know, they built up Bailey as the star, the MVP, they called her of the match. And they I think they did that for a reason because then, I mean, she even, she took a spear uh, in place of one of them, and yeah. she went up taking the pin. And I, of course, like on on Monday or Friday, they're going to use that's going to be her demise. But and I thought the payoff was going to be tonight. I kind of like the fact that it wasn't, though. I think I like the fact that they're going to just let it, you know, let it fester for a few days. But no, it would. I mean, I, I would give it a B if it wasn't for those two spots. I'd probably give it an A or an A plus. No, I, I would. I'm kind of in the middle. I, I would say for the participants involved, I was a little disappointed in what what happened in it. Uh, there were some there were some good spots. Obviously, the trash can thing was a little crazy. Uh, so yeah. some of the things that bothered me, you know, I understand suspension of disbelief, but some of those three minutes were five and seven minutes before they came in, and then you had yeah. then you had uh, like in between Bianca and Zayn coming in. That was only like two minutes. So it seemed to be paced on the spots getting done, not the pace of the match. So, you know, that was that was a little bit off off for me. Um, Otherwise, I mean, it was it was a good match. Not great. Um, I I think there were there was a match that overshadowed this on the card. You know, the, the problem, too, with this kind of match is like you have these people being out of commission for like minutes at a time, exactly. you know, from something that really wasn't catastrophic. I mean, you just see them laying there for four minutes before they suddenly come to life, which they have, they, they wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be comatose for, you know, 10 seconds in, in a singles match. So you kind of have to put up with that. And like, when, when is, uh you know, when is Becky coming back? You see her laying there for minutes. So that, I didn't like that either, but the actual wrestling, you know, the, the maneuvers, I thought was very, very good. Yeah, that, that ref bump in the corner where the ref disappears for five minutes. That's a, yeah. that's pretty much what happened to all the all the participants several times. And right, yeah. I, I'm sorry, the, the, the Charlotte Moonsault off the top really wasn't – that really didn't come across that well. The, I think no, the, and you see, you see them all kind of like band together and hold hands and let's catch Charlotte when she jumps. I think the EO just, Sky one came across better with her in the garbage can than the Moonsault. Yeah. So. <laughs> Even what though- did you think of the um the, the fire extinguisher uh, 
spot to counter uh, Asuka's mist. I thought that was a uh, pretty clever. creative and ironic. Cause <laughs> I, Asuka, I like that. I did. Yeah. I, I popped for that. Clever, one. funny, yeah, amusing, something different. Absolutely. Yeah. Ironic because Asuka brought the fire extinguisher in. <laughs> right. Turnabout is, turnabout is fair play, right? I like the way that each of them, like, you know, so like one brings in the, the you know, the, the uh, chairs and a trash can, but the other one brings the top of the trash can. Like typically when you go to Walmart and you shop and you buy the totes, you buy the two things at once, right? Like, you don't, yeah. yeah so I kind of like, why don't you bring both in at once? But I mean, it was what it was, but I, I like that. I, I I did. I really enjoyed that. The fire extinguisher. That, that was one of my favorite parts. I I, I I I think you guys are missing the point, though, right? The the first match of all these cards are to get the pace of the pay per view moving and to get get the crowd off its feet and get those high spots over. And I, think I also they, think. Yeah. I also they, think that they use the women. The, you know, there's examples of putting the women in a uh, situation where they're looked at by the fans at a higher level, right? And they allow Charlotte, Becky to do their moves. Um, so I understand your point, right, Benny? That's exactly what I hate when I watch a lot of wrestling is like it's not realistic to do a triple moonsault to kick someone in the head to finish somebody. But I think in this case, it really was about getting the pace off on the pay-per-view to get everybody who's geared up for this. Because, listen, this we I think we spoke about it last Tuesday on the Thanksgiving special, right, that, uh, you know, everybody was geared for this. Orton, CM Punk, no one knew it was going to happen. And, and they had to get all these high spots and get the crowd rolling on this. So I wasn't so dead against it, personally. No, and to but that extent, you know, using that as, an, as a premise – it worked very well because it definitely did accomplish that. So being that it's yeah. late, let, let's move on to that second match. This match was actually pretty good. We had Gunther and The Miz. Um, my only disappointment with this one was was a little shorter than it should have been. But honestly, they, they put on a, a really good show. Yeah, it was the old premise and idea that, um, that perhaps Gunther underestimated the Miz, his intensity, his, uh, his credibility, and uh, his ability to, to mount a comeback. Uh, Miz was very aggressive from the get-go and uh, certainly didn't look like the goofy Miz that we've all grown accustomed to, you know? He had great matches with Ziggler back in the day and uh, was capable of, of doing this nice back and forth. And I think he really showed it tonight, you know. I, I think he surprised a lot of us. We thought Gunther was going to walk all over him, but wasn't the case. I, I tell you what, I thought it was a great match. And, and I mean, what I really liked, I've always liked Gunther. I, I have a whole new level of respect for Gunther after this match because his facial expressions were absolutely perfect. That, you know, telling this story that, wow, I underestimated this guy. He's a lot, you know, he's a lot better than I thought he was to the point where like when he did win, I almost thought he was going to help Miz up to his feet and, and, you know, congratulate him. Yeah. But, I mean, I really, I, I thought like, man, that is storytelling. So I, so I thought it was great. No, you're right. I, I kind of, I kind of had the same thought that there might be, might raise his arm or something and kind of some kind of show of respect, but there was the suggestion. And, and I think you're right in that, there was a suggestion, Benny, but he didn't quite take it to that to that limit. So right. I thought that was well done too. Yeah. The one gate, the one thing you guys will forget about, I think everybody on this panel, with the exception of me, said that the Miz was going to win the Intercontinental title. <laughs> yeah. You guys have certainly all of a sudden forgotten. All no, the, no, the, no. I, I own that, the, man. Your... I said <laughs> if any title was going to change hands, it would have been that one, but it nope. wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Tell you what, though, for a couple of seconds there, when he hit the skull-crushing finale, you thought there might be a chance. Yeah. And the fans, again, a testament to his ability to rally the fans. The fans were really behind him, too, which was, you know, something. Because I know Gunther's pretty popular. and uh, I Well, I, I think yeah. it says a lot for the Roman Reigns-Gunther type of uh, pro wrestler that even though there's in your mind going into every match, you know there's no chance of the opponent winning no matter who the opponent is, somehow they convince you during that match they just may lose. And yeah. I think Gunther has got that just like Roman does. I mean, there hasn't been a Roman match where I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to lose this match. I can't believe it's going to happen. I actually thought watching that match that 
these guys might be right. The Miz might pull this one <laughs> off, but I'm like, no, it just can't be happening. Well, and, and what I really like too is Cole. I think it was Michael Cole was actually selling the storyline of, you know, entertainment versus wrestling, which I was surprised to hear that, but I thought that was great too. Speaking of Cole, did you notice that at least for every match, sometimes twice, he announced the attendance at 17,100 and whatever it was. So he was banging that drum all night, you know, oh, yeah. every spot he could get. And I don't know if it was a dig to the opposition or just a testament to their drawing power, but we all know that there were 17,100 and some odd people well, in I the got, building. I, I want to ask you a question, though. They, there's no way the WWE really considers AEW competition, right? I think it's just little digs, right? Just, yeah. Just a little fun digs just to I say, so. little boys, let me pat you on the head, Tony Khan. You know, I absolutely do not think that WWE considers AEW its equal in any way, shape, or form. No, definitely not. Definitely I think that's not. an accurate statement. Well, uh, listen. So it's getting late again. Let's uh, let's jump into the next one. So originally we were going to have Carlito against uh, uh, Santos Escobar, but we ended up with the ult- uh, uh, what is the name? The Ultimate Dragon against Santos Ex- Escobar. Dragon Lee or Dragon Lee? Wait, you want it? <laughs> but uh, what did you oh, guys think? This was more Dragon. <laughs> what did you guys think of this? This one. This one. Uh, I kind of. Uh, it, it was hit and miss. There were some good spots in it, but it, it just seemed out of out of place on on this card. Well, let me let me just take, let me take this just for my point, and then I'll let you guys go on this. So last Tuesday again, we said, "Hmm, interesting matchup, right? Carlito against Escobar. Right. Both have too much to lose. Let's talk about a double count out here because." I can't imagine one of these guys going to lose. There's too much on the line here, and it, it hurts both characters. Well, the WWE trumped us, right? Instead of going for the double count out, they went into Carlito's hurt. Here's his here's his replacement, right? Yeah. And then you know, then you knew Escobar was going to win the match. So uh, you know, overall, I thought the match was okay. Personally, um, it was good, but you know, but. But again, their accomplishment was to get Escobar over and get out of the match right. with Carlito. Okay. Uh, again, I'll say the same thing I said on on Tuesday, which is, why why is this on a premium live event? This could have been done on anything. I mean, it it, it didn't belong there. It just seemed out of place. No, but Bruce, it does belong there because you got to cool down the crowd a little bit. You can't just have them. That's what AEW, even though the matches to me aren't pay-per-view quality to the aew fan they they got too much shit like 10 pounds of shit in one bag you can't keep pounding match after match after match sooner or later the the, the crowd loses is out of gas i mean even back in the old days right you have your main event in the middle of the card and then you have johnny rods against jose estrada to cool down the garden crowd and then right. you go back into it no but this is a what stronger, they're doing here right you there's a that. stronger mid-card level that i think could have could have been brought in um the tag teams really weren't well represented on this on this premium live event there were other things that were a little bit neglected so but you know i i understand what you're saying but i i, I think that this would have been on the uh the seven o'clock show the 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 going the uh, the lead-in show I don't think it would it should have been on the on the actual live premium premium event. There were other there were other characters that I think would have been better off being there. Well, I mean they're trying to build the uh, the Escobar Rey Mysterio feud for when Rey gets back, and I, I had no problem with the match. And I I was kind of I mean I wasn't surprised that they took uh, Carlito out of the mix and they threw in uh, you know the other guy. Dragon Lee, because it's it, it kind of saves you know uh, Carlito already took a pin to uh, Lashley, and you don't want to turn the guy into a jobber. I mean, guys, guys, pretty much a legend. You don't bring him back to start losing everybody. So I think you know to take him out of the mix in this match. I thought it was a, thought it was a good move in WWE's part, and uh, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. I had no problem it being on a match. It wasn't a five star match, but I don't think it was a bad match by any means. No. Guys, can I just read? Can I read you something from the chat? It goes back to the last match and just weigh in because it's a very yeah. interesting yeah. comment. Um, Guth, nineteen eighty. Guther is horrible. Can't figure out why people like him. Oh wait, continue to push him down our throats, and we'll come around. 
He has no mic skills, no gimmick, no physique, garbage. You guys want to talk? Weigh in on that one? I, I think the guy proved the point. He, he's already under this guy's skin. He's done his job. And no gimmicks needed. In fact, that's his whole style. And with respect to his physique, he's trimmed down quite a bit. When Gunther uh, started, he was uh, considerably heavier and bulkier, and he's really trimmed down a lot. Um, but beyond that, I think that's his whole MO. That's his whole... Uh, his whole gimmick is not having gimmicks, and that, I think that's where his appeal is. I'm going to guess that that guy is probably 24 years old, and no offense, I mean, but, I mean, Gunther is 1977 WWF heel who, who got over very well, and, yeah, maybe he doesn't have the best mic skills. I don't think they're terrible, but, I mean, Waldo Von Erich was, I thought he was pretty convincing. He got heat, and I think Gunther's very similar in his type of mic skills. And yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the, the greatest physique, but Stan Stasiak, remember, I mean, champion, right? Yeah. That guy wasn't going to win any bodybuilding contest, but guy was great. So I, I, I think Gunther, I think that's WWE's throwing a bone to maybe older guys like us, saying, okay, we realize that some of you still like wrestling, and you know, old school wrestling and storylines and psychology. Well, here, here, this is this is for you. I have I. I I don't agree with that with that statement at all. But of course, everybody's entitled to their their opinion. Yeah, he's not cookie cutter. You know, you don't want someone. You know, everyone who has you know abs and a hundred tattoos. You know, it's it's a nice contrast, man. Right. It really is, and it's a realistic, athletic looking physique too. You know, come on, this guy no doesn't. Be... At least this guy doesn't have to listen to Nikolai Volkov in the Russian national anthem every week. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't have to listen. To him. I tell you what, he did a very good version of Karamia. Though, if you ever heard that, excellent. He's got a good voice. Yeah. Tuesday Night Titans, man. One of my favorites. I love it. Classic. Classic. They did a good job of getting Escobar over as a heel, of course. Yes. You know, when he went after Dragon's Mask. That always pisses me off when I see that, you know? <laughs> Taking a perfectly good mask and just starting to destroy it, you know? Right. How dare I, you? How dare that's the sort of thing that makes mask. me want to get into the ring and just, like, give him a boot or something, you know? Stay off the mask, man, you know? Respect the tradition. <laughs> Respect the tradition, too. Far. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, overall, I thought it, I thought that was a good match. Though it was okay. Yeah, it was it, you know, again, it did its thing. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Uh, so, so before we go on to the next match, we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in a minute after a word from our sponsors. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine. New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. Tired of that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger, that dinner steak, ribs, or pork chops. Why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference? Change that scrambled egg with a little bit of Johnny Fabulous's John Cena Sr.'s Million Dollar Jalapeno Hot Sauce. Great on burgers, steaks, chops, and those barbecued ribs. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? <laughs> well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut, Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles. All right, guys, and we are back. 
So we, we left off. We were talking about that Santos Escobar match, and now we have to move on to honestly my favorite match of the night, and I'm a little surprised at that, which was Rhea Ripley against Zoe Starks. What did you guys think of that? It was very good. Uh, Zoe, I think, was a credible um, opponent, and she showed a few times during the match that she was certainly capable of, of getting a victory. In fact, it was real close a few times. And that corkscrew move that she did inside the ring, that uh, senton or whatever, that's really innovative, really well done. And uh, I, think she, I thought she made a good accounting for herself. I have to agree. I'm 100%, 100% with Phil. You know, I... I of course, I thought she. I mean, I I would have a better chance of waking up with uh, Tom Brady's ex-wife than Zoe Stark winning, but she really she put on a a great match. She really, I mean, it was it was a it was a quality match. I enjoyed every second of it. And yeah, and that one move that Phil mentioned, the the senton, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah really cool. So one thing I have to say I, was was Rhea putting on her uh, best Luna Vachon uh, outfit tonight, or what? I mean, I, I'm not sure about that makeup. Oh yeah. Unique, unique. I, I will. I will say this that again. I think going back to Tuesday, we discussed that they haven't done a great job with Zoe Stark, and this was important that Zoe did a good job, so people recognize it, like you guys just did. So, I think I think they accomplished what they needed. Right. But then again, where does Zoe Stark go from here? Right the the Rhea Ripley show continues, and. Um, you know, off to the races. Guys, one more comment in the chat room. The great RJ Hudson says, hmm. Gunther isn't under my skin. It's just I try to get into the guy and see nothing. The guy offers nothing. I feel bored just like I did with a lot of the 70s and 80s wrestling. Well, going back to this notion that it's like a multi-ring circus now, you know, you have that type of match, that type of competitor for a certain segment of the market. You know, you have your, you know, the cage mat, you have the weapons match for another segment and uh, and so on. So I think it's just a matter of something for everybody. And I think that's what really is a strength of WWE. It has these different offerings, you know, that variety. So totally cool you know not everyone's gonna dig everything that that uh, that they put out there well i mean even back in the 70s like a typical madison square garden card what'd you have you had midgets you had ladies you had andre you had a little something for everybody and i think this is the same mental set yeah i miss the midgets we can't use that word anymore little but, people right? yeah they talk about pc man oh my yeah. god <laughs> sky low low <laughs> I was going to say though, where, where, where do we go? Where do we go with Rhea now? Is this uh, Jade Jade Cargill uh, entrance right here? No, now? no, or you you got to build here? that. That's got to be a build for a while. Uh, so I I don't know where you go with her, but um, I mean there there's a lot of there's a lot of other women out there that you can just throw throw into the throw into the mix. The uh, oh, what are the the uh, all the the newer NXT girls that have just come up. She's got a lot of a lot of meat that she can go through before she gets to Jade. Jade's gonna yeah. be that's that's gonna be WrestleMania level. And Nikita oh, Lyons oh, is you, coming back, for which yeah, I'm really got, happy. But don't you guys have to like you're you're literally what's the next pay per view after this? Is it the Rumble? Is this next? Is Rumble next? Yeah, pretty pretty much. That's the next big one. You know, there's no day one pay per view anymore. Right. So what I'm trying to say, I mean, you know, shockingly enough, WrestleMania is literally like three and a half months away. Yeah. It's like you probably need to start building the Jade Cargill Rhea Ripley match now, you know, um, well, maybe not. Maybe she wins the Rumble. I, I don't know. But, you know, that's a match that deserves like people waiting three months for it to happen. Yeah, there's going to be a big buildup for that, and it's got to start soon if it's going to happen at WrestleMania. Totally you, also have the, you have the, the you have the Jade Charlotte, you have Jade uh, Becky. You have so much for that for that young woman to do. That uh, I mean, her, her career is booked for the next two years. You know, waiting in the wings also is Camille, who was uh, previously with who NWA. NWA, oh, she's yeah, phenomenal. She's she signed on. She's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh wait a minute, I I did not know that she signed. Well, I didn't know she was either. But if she Camille is, is coming great. to I think, yeah, NXT, yeah, wow. she is. She wow. is quite something. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. 
So, you know what? Now talent. I'm starting to think like the WWE starting to destroy all these companies. You can't be taking all this talent away because you're taking now you took Camille from the NWA. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, there's nothing. Well, left there, the man. problem is then you have it's like you're going to have a log jam of talent. And yeah, how do you get them all much. over because yeah. you have so many of them. That's a challenge right there. Yeah. Would, yeah. For sure. Oh, but, uh, or the WWE might be letting some of the older group go, right? Sooner or later, yeah. like, I don't really need Charlotte Flair anymore, you know, because I've got this whole new group of these, or, these or maybe we, group of women coming through. Let's go back and develop more than just singles competitors. You know, you, you look, um, you know, this past week I was looking. Back in the day, you had so much depth in even the tag team divisions. Why can't we build that with the women's divisions, too? You know, we, 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 are we saturated with wrestling? Yes, but at the same time, there's other aspects of, of wrestling that aren't represented. So, Yeah, tag teams are definitely a, a good way to kind of to disperse. You know, I, kinda, yeah. I, I, I keep I, – I, we get a lot of hate on Gunther. Jason just saying he's done with Gunther too. Oh, my. I'm, I'm, I, you know, this is if, – if this is the mindset of the wrestling fan – you got a whole problem because if Cody Rhodes is going to win that belt, Gunther's going to be the next guy up, right? So it's like <laughs> you, a lot of people. Well, I mean, maybe Gunther maybe right WWE's listening to these people because my whole mentality with with Miz winning would be that you know Miz would become the IC champ, you know, and then Gunther would go right right on to Cody, uh, not Cody Rhodes, but uh, Seth Rollins for the the World Heavyweight Championship. That would be yeah, the but next, we, you know, the next not to jump the gun. We discussed this on Tuesday. All game changes, right? With number one, CM Punk coming in. You, you know, that's the that's the CM Punk's going to get his main event, right? I right. Mean, that's what's going to happen now. So he'll get night one against Seth Rollins. Whether he'll be champion going into that, you know, right. is a whole other question, right? You know what I mean? I think the game changed tonight. That, that is the big game changer. That is true. Absolutely. So, listen, we've got one more match left on the card tonight, and that was the men's war games where we had Cody, Seth, Orton, Jim, uh, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn against Dominic, Drew, uh, J.D. McDonough, uh, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor. I had to gee, try to do that off the top of my head. It was a pain in the, pain in the rear, but... Yeah, got it off there. Nice. But uh, what what did you guys think of that that match? I think uh, I think they had some great spots. I think there was uh, there was a lot of really good stuff that happened. But then I felt like the ending kind of got rushed. But what did you guys what did you guys think? I, I thought it unfolded pretty nicely. The, the dogs um, got lots of opinions tonight. <laughs> what does Brady think? Is that Brady? What's that? Is that, is that Brady? Is, my dog is Bree. Oh, Bree? Uh, she's a, Bree's a huge Tony Rose fan. Um, I mean, I, I thought the match was a lot more fluid than the ladies' match in that you didn't have these guys, you know, just sitting there in comatose yeah. for minutes at a time. They, there was a lot more involvement. I, I enjoyed it. There were a lot of good spots. I mean, I think they did a very good job. It's really hard to orchestrate 10 people at the same time, but I thought they did a good job. I agree. I totally agree. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Mike and I were talking before about we, we see the perhaps the dog, this rivalry developing, uh, continuing to develop between uh, Drew and Damien as to who is going to lead the group. And I think we saw elements of that when they were deciding who was coming out next. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think that's a great build there. And I think something's gonna uh, something's gonna happen there very soon. And uh, I think a little some of these little stories are start are, are being furthered or were furthered tonight by the match. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a feeling Orton was going to be uh, late, and uh, and I'm actually surprised he showed up when he did. I thought they were going to kind of build up that tension a little more, but uh, he was well worth the wait. Uh, he looked great, you know. Again, they mentioned how his back is fused, which, you know, could, you know, potentially be a challenge. And it's interesting because Orton actually has hypermobile shoulders, and which is one of the reasons why he can do those RKOs out of out of nowhere. It's a blessing in the sense that he can do it anywhere, but it's a curse because he can easily dislocate his shoulder. And again, what the, uh, the spot of the night might have been with JD McDonough coming off the top of the cage and uh, 
and Orton catching him. And uh, I was amazed. Oh, was- I, kudos to McDonough for, for, first of all, for coming off like that. And it just looked great, I thought. Where, where at, in the women's match, the two off the top spots seemed really like, you know, pushed. That actually came across really, really well. You know, just the whole the, the comedic timing, everything worked on that move, throwing him off the cage into the RKO. I love, I love that one. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. And by the way, let's not forget though, he missed it. He did miss the RKO. McDonough hit the map before he could even. You know, again, I'm he not did. trying to. He did. Here, yeah, yeah, he up. did. Well, it was not perfect. To the discerning <laughs> no, eye, he did. But Don't you uh, love those camera cuts? Come on. But but to most of the 17,100. <laughs> Here's the thing that bothered me that ruined, not ruined the match, but I was disappointed in. I felt like Randy Orton wasn't playing the Randy Orton character. Like the Randy Orton character, even though uh, <clears throat> Jay helped him, you know, first he was mad, and then Jay helped him, and then he forgives him. The Randy yeah. Orton character would have forgave him, but then hit him with the RKO. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So coldish. And I, just, I, I really did expect that. I did expect that. I'm just glad when Orton was doing his fist pounding to the mat that he was hitting it like this and not knuckle first because I think he, he hurt himself once. Didn't he? Yeah, pop a shoulder or or, or break yeah. his hand or something when he did that before. I was just yeah. praying they didn't do that again, and he didn't. And again, in this final match, like we spoke Tuesday, you know, Priest took the pin, which leads us to, first of all, if the ratings for Raw aren't through the roof um, <laughs> Monday night, which they yeah. will be, I'll be shocked. Atachi asked me out there, did he think that, Seth and Rollins will be on different brands. Absolutely not. CM Punk has come back because he's asked the WWE to finally get what he always wanted, his WrestleMania main event. That's the deal here. He yeah. won't win that main event, but he will. Him and Seth Rollins will be the, the main event for uh, WrestleMania. Now my question is, though, does he go after Roman first? And do we get a Roman CM Punk match at the Royal Rumble, which would be off the hook? It would That's give, a good um, question. It would give Roman his, his next opponent, which we've been talking about. There's been an issue with that uh, with that main event level uh, opponent for him. So, hey, it, it gives him – he could give uh, – Give CM Punk the opportunity to get that rub in the right way. If he barely loses that match, he's on that next level. And, yeah, then roll him right into Seth Rollins. Or or do we stick to the storyline that Damian Priest gets knocked out of Judgment Day, McIntyre takes over the Judgment Day, and he'll eventually win the belt from Rollins, McIntyre. And then Damian Priest will be going cashing in on McIntyre at some point. How many times is Damian Priest going to get screwed out of cashing in his money in the bank? (laughs) Because that was kind of kind of amusing tonight. But I had another thought tonight as the as Rhea's match was going on. What if Priest does turn against the Judgment Day and you know decide to go after Rhea's title with that uh, with that briefcase instead? (laughs) <laughs> that's a bit out there <laughs> listen in this day and age who knows well maybe he'll challenge dominic dominic will defend her honor and maybe they'll go at it and he'll be dominic for it perhaps or again as i said before i think maybe dominic and Rhea will have some kind of some kind of conflict ultimately in some kind of match that would be more plausible too from a you know from a size perspective, I think that I think that they could do something pretty good there. But going back, I don't know. I, I almost feel like Roman and Drew would be a, a better matchup in many ways, and and um, Punk and Rollins, you know, certainly would be. So yeah. I, you know, well, just- I you know, I again, I think what I'm saying if if Punk was to go against Reigns and lose, that kind of takes the shine off him with Rollins. So I don't think. Yeah. It's- could it's going to happen yeah. it would be nice if it happened oh yeah um, um i would say then if you're not going to have randy orton turn on cody then randy orton would be next up against reigns but then again what are you doing with cody 
I think you have to stick with maybe Damian Priest cashes in on Roman Reigns and he's the next guy and he's a face and he loses at Royal Rumble. Who knows? Yeah. All I'm saying, yeah, I will ask you this though. What's the mindset of just running punk out there so the crowd goes crazy? You can't, it's so off the hook, you can't even hear his music. But what did you get out of it? What what was the thing there? Like what were they trying to accomplish? Didn't even give him a Maybe just to and maybe just to give him a, a conflict or a rivalry out of the gate. And, you know, again, he's out there. And what did he do? He was stealing the shine from this great match, you know, that all the Warriors were standing together at the end, celebrating their victory in battle. And he comes in and he just, you know. Well, so you think Rollins glory. comes out Monday night and says, you know what? You're exactly what I told you are. You're a cancer. I don't mm-hmm. want you here. You know, we we wear a victory, and you come out to take it all away from us. And yeah, maybe that's the way you're gonna yeah. go with it. Well, or, or yeah. in, well, you have a ready-made or in uh, punk feud right there. You know, I came back tonight. You stole my thunder. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that was his moment. And Randy was drinking it all in too. You know, as he should. You we know, can't have Randy stay good too long here. Randy's got to turn on somebody. You're, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's he's a heel for sure, for sure. They need more heels in the company. They need more solid heels in the company. Yeah, it's too many baby faces right now. Yeah, there's a lot of social media hate on Punk coming back already, but I wonder how many of those people are just AEW fans and it's it's sour grapes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Absolutely. possible for sure. Well, the reality. Yeah. Let me ask you this: How do you think the actual locker room feels? That he's back. You think they're all okay with him being back? Do you think that, you know, look, the guy had problems before in the WWE. He had problems in AEW. I mean, Leopard doesn't change his spots. I mean, when he came back to AEW, remember that speech? He finally was back in love with wrestling again. It, that only lasted a few short months. So I think if you're the WWE, you got to get the most out of this as possible. So it's like you you need to you need to get him you need to give him his main event at WrestleMania, but um, somehow figure out to get him at the Royal Rumble against Roman Reigns and lose and and still continue to keep his shine into WrestleMania, because you need you need that list of uh, of Roman you know you know Roman's gone on a record saying he doesn't respect Punk either so you know there, there's a lot that, listen there's a lot of meat on his bone it could go a million different ways here. Um, like I said, Monday Night Raw is going to be like must watch. Yeah, TV in my opinion. If you're a wrestling fan, absolutely, so they, they've at least accomplished that. They, you definitely, as a fan, you definitely want to turn it on Monday night. So, so they use the premium live event to sell the live show on Monday. That's what it seems like to me. I I hate to say it because overall, it, it I don't know. It just seemed like a. Something was missing from from the night. Um, it was a good show. I have to say, what more than an average Raw was it? Outside of the two uh, two gimmick matches to to that bookmarked the the bookended the card, what was different than an average Raw or SmackDown? CM Punk came back. I mean, we said that on Tuesday night, right? Didn't matter what the card was going to be if CM Punk comes back. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it almost rendered the whole card irrelevant once he showed up. Yeah, and you know, and and venue is everything. You know, you can always count certain things, and even if it's not a, and I and I I, I still say pay per view. Not I, I've got to practice premium live event. I've got to say that a hundred times before that comes naturally to me. So kudos to you, Bruce. It rolls right off there with oh, you. Oh no, it's tough. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But the venue is everything. Chicago, great crowd. I mean, it's always hot, whether it's a TV or a, a premium live event. It's it's really good. So I think the crowd is it was was really the key. I don't know where Raw's coming from this Monday. I know traditionally when there's a pay per view on Sunday in a city, they would likely have Raw on a Monday. So if they can be anywhere near Chicago, I, and again, I don't know where it is, it would really be, uh, electrify the situation a little more. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not sure where they are either. But uh, you know, it, normally, normally that happens, and there's plenty of venues in in Chicago, so they definitely could roll over for a night or two there. So, but uh, well, uh, 
on that note, does uh, anybody else have anything else to bring for the night? Indigestion from this junk food that I during this. Yeah, I, so I just know, I, know I didn't eat I, I got a I got a bunch of old guys on the uh, on the uh, on the air here, so I I gotta respect the uh, the, the the bedtime there. But uh, we're getting... I got the odds of the, the third consecutive cheat day. You know? <laughs> you know, oh, we, I'm with you, brother. I know. Well, that that, that <laughs> quick twenty minute talk has ended up being like a forty five plus minute talk. So I figure you guys might want to get out of here. Uh, hey, Mike, do you want to plug anything before we uh, we start wrapping this up? You caught me there. I'm just trying to see where Raw is right. on hey, Monday. Phil, Hold on. Phil, what do you have to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you know what? They, they're, they're finally Hold on. Taking... It's, in Gra- it's in Grand Rapids, Michigan, so it's fairly okay. close. Fairly close. Yeah. Well, they're finally taking the view off the air. Praise the Lord. So really? Maybe, maybe wow. we could take over, guys. Huh? <laughs> wow. Mike, you can be our, Mike can be our Barbara Walters. God rest her soul. And... Uh, <laughs> So, I don't know who's going to be Whoopi. I don't want to be Whoopi. That's I for sure. Don't want to be Please don't be Whoopi. <laughs> no, 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 no Whoopi on this show. <laughs> no Whoopi, baby. No Whoopi free zone. Absolutely. So, so ben, I, I want to promote this Thursday though. We've got uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on, Ooh, so that's going to oh, be a big great. one this for the whole huge. family here. Yeah, it's going to be really big. big. So you got to title it "Enter the Dragon Man" because that is that's Enter, so the cool. Dragon. Enter the Dragon. The that. Dragon. That's good. That's awesome. I will. That's so cool. I can't wait. I will not be running the Manscape ad during that uh that interview. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So, hey hey Betty, what do you have going this week? Uh well, we're going to hopefully have a true crime episode on Monday and that will be about Ronald DeFeo of the Amityville Horror fame in 19 uh, 1974. Uh, I believe on Wednesday we're going to have a Twin Bill baseball podcast. And I think we're going to debate. Well, this should be very interesting. The greatest baseball team of all time. Who is it? The Boston the Red Sox. The guys with, the, with all the championships. 86 yeah, match. eighty-six match. You got the twenty-seven Yankees. You got the yep, bunch of different teams. And then, uh, you know, we we obviously have the Mommy and the Pharaoh show every Thursday at 9 p.m. This week featuring Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And then at 8 p.m. we have The 30 featuring Mr. President, the player, me, and who's going to be, is uh, what are they going to be back this week? Yeah, I think what are they they want to come back? Dan wants to come back? Oh, awesome, awesome! So, uh, hey, Phil, you, right. you got to defend. You got to defend your title, dude. That's right. Yeah, you've, you've the, held it. You've had it for a while now. The longest yeah. reigning, the thirty champion, <laughs> Phil DeCesare. Fourteen days by Thursday. Yeah. Ah, uh, praying for a miracle. We'll see. Not like not like a twenty four seven. You can't lose it at the laundromat, right? And, and uh, don't forget, Benny and I have uh, something coming up called Wrestling Remembered, and that's gonna that's be right. Yeah, lot. we're gonna do our uh, this week in wrestling. Yes, yeah. sir. This week in wrestling history has transformed into wrestling remembered. We have uh, we have some cool stuff, and it should be fun because we're going to be doing it live for you guys. So that that should be. By the way, pretty cool inch, pretty cool intro too that you made, Bruce. That's yeah, yes, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I think everybody's going to like that. I actually added a couple more pages in. One of them is a, a ratings. Remember the old fa- first thing I when I opened up an '80s wrestling magazine. First thing I went to was the ratings. You know, see who was champion in the, the places that I didn't know or I couldn't get to, and you know. So it was. Uh, I, I made one of those pages, and there's some Easter eggs in there. There might be some fans that hang out in the chat room. There might be some uh, some uh, <laughs> some some people who appear on the show in in those rankings. So you'll you'll see as it as it comes out. But uh, that, that I'm I'm different. I, I actually when I bought the magazines in the '70s, I turned to the pen pal section to look for the hot girls I could write to. <laughs> That's great! Wow! Awesome. Awesome. So, hey, Mike, why don't you take us on out of here? Well, again, I want to, guys, thank you. I think this is our first recap um, of a pay-per-view, so hopefully we're doing more of these moving forward. You guys did a fantastic job. Good insight. Uh, We found out people don't like Gunther out there, so it's a little bit shocking. Yeah. But, again, I want to thank you guys all for your dedication to the channel. I want to thank all the people, the family that joins us every week and who showed up even here for this recap. And I really do hope they enjoyed Survivor Series. I thought it was was fun, and I thought they gave us everything we needed, right? You got CM Punk, so – 
and they kept it kayfabe so no one knew he was there so anyway thank you guys and i'm hoping you yeah. have a blessed sunday amen all right hey, we're in sunday now actually yeah, yeah that's happy right. sunday turn it over later, happy guys. sunday guys later guys see you thursday peace peace all right we're, we're off the air Bruce, do me a favor. Give me, send me the MP3. Yep, I will. I will. I'm just uh, remuxing it right. right now. Awesome. Yeah, great. I think that came out great, guys. Great job, everybody. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I, uh, next time, uh, what I'm going to try and do is I, I can. What I'm going to try and do is create an uh, a room that we can reuse over and over again. So once I set up all the parameters, we don't have to redo anything. We can just log in and and go. So. Right now, I have to reset everything every time we go into into the room. Awesome. Great guys. job, though, Bruce. So yeah, very good. Guys. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. So, good job, Bruce. A little, little cleaner than last time. Last time was a little. <laughs> I was having to jump. No, nah, you, uh, you did. You did fine. It was. The, it, was uh, it, yeah, ran, it ran. fine. Yeah, we got the. Were there? So there was. Sound like there was a, a lively crowd in the chat room, which is pretty cool for eleven thirty at night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you had like uh, anywhere from I think at one point twenty one people, and so not. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and this is late. Spirited too. discussion considering, too. Considering I only posted, I only posted it at like two o'clock this afternoon or whatever. Right, time. right. So you yeah. know, so it's it's pretty good. Good one job. Of, one of the things I think we should do is have like a, a Christmas party type get together, some type in sometime in the next few weeks. You know, before, like right around the. But right now, I, I'd like to. I'd like to have a go to sleep party. So uh, later. Yeah, GTS, right for yep. sure. Yep. Send me that. Send me, send me that. Uh, MP3. You See you. Bye. See you guys. Good night. Good night. Good job, Bruce.